want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the Halo Talks 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to 1,000 by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on Chartable's top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the Halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC on location, San Diego, URSA 2023. I have my friend from LA here with me, Ahmed. We're going to talk about Fit Finder. That's F-I-T-T Finder. We're going to talk about why he built this business, why it's going to leapfrog other lead gen slash directory slash studio and fitness finders that are out there and how the entrepreneurial pursuit is evolving. So, Ahmed, welcome to your first podcast. You look very primed and ready and well-researched and prepared for my questions. I was born ready. Damn right. There we go. Egyptians are always born Fire ready. Fire it up, bro. Fire <laughs> it up. From Egypt to LA to online, we are making this happen globally. Yes, sir. In person and virtually. So, Without further ado, give us your background. Talk about why you decided to pivot into our industry in the Halo sector and why you were building FitFinder and why you saw a pathway to take on the incumbents. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say if anybody knows more about why we are building FitFinder, it will be you. You said that you were, <laughs> you were the first person who... I had healthclubfinder.com back in the day. There you go. There you go. So you understand the, the absolute need for such a platform. But uh, to give a little bit of background, business uh, uh, graduate and been in the fitness industry for the past 18 years as a personal trainer, I own my fitness uh, business. And uh, I saw a massive problem in the fitness space uh, where people don't have an easy way to find their next fitness experience fast. The shocking thing is, if you want a table inside of a restaurant, you will get it in less than five seconds on open table. If you want a flight from LA to Austin, you will get it in five seconds from uh, a, a kayak or travel, uh, tra Travelocity or whatever it is. Yeah. Hotel, hotel.com, booking.com. Even jobs, you can find it immediately on indeed.com. But guess what? When you search for a yoga class near me on Google, what you get is not a yoga class. It's not even close. You get a list of fitness businesses around your location that may may not have the actual search result that you're looking for, the actual service. And that increases the consumer purchase journey, which we all know psychologically actually increases the potential of the consumer not buying in. And um, we realized that this is a big problem. The fitness industry is extremely fragmented, uh, overwhelming, expensive, and not personalized. So, so when you talk about like what the result is, I go to FitFinder, because we're not on video right yeah. now. I go to FitFinder, I'm actually gonna see classes at times in my 
area of where I want to go. And that could be real time. It could be for planning in the future, but I'm not looking at just locations. I'm looking at actual classes. And then am I getting information from you independently as how the instructor is, what the rating is, or is that kind of like a next evolution of, of you know, like, like on a flight to use your example, yeah. you know, what's my on time arrival, you know, uh, percentage, uh, or what, what percentage of this flight is booked all the time? Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I will preface by this. We aggregate the data, the fitness services, activities from every direction. So there is a misconception about the fitness space that it's either a gym membership or a fitness class. But there's 12 channels in the fitness space. There is classes indoor, outdoor, live streaming, content, on demand. And there is meetups, events, deals and offers, gym memberships, uh, private sessions with personal trainers, fitness challenges, and all of those uh, activities and services dispersed or fragmented over dozens of other of platforms. So on FitFinder, when you search for yoga, we actually help you filter what, which category of those you're looking for, and then location, date, time, budget, activity level, age category, intensity, availability, like what, how much, uh, are you how many uh, uh, minutes are you available for? And then uh, even if you have a, if you're looking for a free community workout around your location, you will find it there. So, but we are still small. We are trying to aggregate all this data. Yeah, so talk about, are you doing it on a city by city basis? Are you doing it on a platform where you could say, okay, let me go to MindBody. I don't, I don't know what the right terminology is these days, so I'm a little bit removed from it, but you can't like scrape like all their classes and then API back into it, or you can AP, get it affirmative, like, hey, I'm gonna API, look, so it's only gonna help you sell more classes, you know, for your members and they've yeah. got a percentage of revenue, so everyone's aligned. As long as, as, long as the, the class is booked at a reasonable price, Everybody wins. Yeah, so there are several types of that. There is scraping, there is um, aggregation, and there's API integration. So anything that is available online uh, for the public, like for example, MindBody, ClassPass, or all other platforms, we get that from API integration. Uh, there are several other partners that we're in conversation with right now. In fact, 13 more CRMs are in the process of plugging their data in our platform. And uh, all of those are going to be API integrations. When you say when you say 13 CRMs, give us a, is that like CRM and like a membership management platform? Yes, like a, yes. Uh, a, a, a ABC, MindBody. Likes, yeah. yeah. So, well, we then, are not allowed to talk about names, so. Yeah, but you, I am. No, I'm just what? kidding. <laughs> Joking, around. There you um, go. From, from a standpoint of like, you call up a studio and say, hey, I want you to be on my platform. What, what's the, is, uh, is there a, a posting fee? Is there um, any kind of communication or, or account support between the two or is everything kind of very seamless to the operator? It's actually free for every single person in the industry right now, even new graduates of kinesiology, even uh, new certified personal trainers from every direction. They can come into FitFinder, they create their profile, they upload their activities or services that they want to show on our search engine. And then from there, we actually help lead the uh, users to their um, landing page or their website. Gotcha. Yeah. 
So there's no farther communication. We actually have a customer service support. Uh, as a startup, that's uh, kind right now myself and two other uh, team members. Um, but yeah, we are trying to be lean and we're trying to provide the maximum support to the community. So when you take a look at, you know, ClassPass has moved towards like a credit system. Yeah. Um, GymPass, obviously they're going directly to corporations. So it's yeah. a little bit different. You're basically going directly to consumers. Yep. Right. So if you think about what it costs to build a consumer brand, or maybe there's channel partnership ways to you know, if you had a relationship with Bing, let's say, or you had a relationship with Google Chrome or something, maybe like a group like that would be able to say, yeah. hey, instead of me aggregating, I'll like let these guys aggregate and I'll like get them up there and I'll like, exactly. maybe I'll be an, an equity partner, a strategic partner exactly. in some capacity. Um, well, I told you from the beginning, you know more about the business probably than yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just thinking through like the, the time to market, the fact that the, there's really not many obstacles in your way once you have the content and it's Absolutely. up there you know then it's just a question of like is your transaction cost reasonable and Absolutely. is the technology working yeah because at the end of the day a studio operator i just want to i want to sell out as many classes as i can increase my unit economics then i can build more locations i can affect more people and then the kind of yeah. story continues right so um uh, covid was uh, a blessing in disguise for us so um we built the platform uh, right before covid and we were about to launch and then covid hit and we found ourselves uh, sitting on top of a massive um selection of fitness activities and services so we ended up trying to discover channel partnerships with healthcare health insurance corporate yeah. wellness benefit providers and uh we told them that you're going to save hundreds of thousands of dollars on partnering with us. And uh, we ended up signing two national partnerships. And uh, like within the next few months, we're going to have 1.3 million users coming into the platform, um, getting plugged in by uh, uh, two partnerships. And we have five in the making at the moment that will make it to, I think, 6 million users close to. And when people are going to book on FitFinder, they're actually going to book inside of your your four walls, or is it basically are they are they clicking out into the the other locations? Because I want to know how a studio operator or a health club is going to say. Yeah. So for now, we we only provide the search aspect, which we yeah, actually okay. lead or redirect the consumer to the landing page of that activity to be booked. Uh, what we want to do is grow into uh, handling uh, the booking exactly like open yeah. table or kayak. Right. Um, and from there. Uh, we are talking about possibly, I, I, I foresee it as the fastest growing uh, tech startup in the fitness space. From a standpoint of showing the studios and the health club operators, hey, this is how many leads I sent to you, or this is how many classes that were booked. How are you actually able to do that right now? Yeah, so uh, at the moment we are working on tracking users' uh, behavior uh, and uh, clicks on our platform. As we are moving forward, we are implementing tracking codes into the um, yeah, cookies. So my book so, is going to say FF sent it over yeah, here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's either through a code or through um, a uh, referral link that we will be able to track it from there. But the most important thing is we are not like Google or other marketing techniques or strategies because those other channels are basically shotgun behavior users that are coming to fit finder 
they are high intent revenue opportunity lead. Somebody who landed on Fitfinder knowing that it's a search engine and then started filtering through to find exactly what they're looking for, that's somebody who's who have a, a very high intent uh, um, uh, opportunity to buy. So, so the way you envision this platform working out, I'm not a member of ClassPass. I'm not a member of GymPass. I, I want variety. I'm just going to go to FitFinder. I'm going to wake up one day. I'm going to be like, hey, this week I want to do Pilates class. I want to do a dance class. I don't want to do a hit class. Yeah. So I'm going to go on FitFinder. I'm going to basically create my own schedule. And I'm going to, you know, as of right now, i got to book on three sites, but in the future, I might just book directly on exactly. those FitFinder credits or something like that. Yeah, so I know that people can't see us right now, but I just opened FitFinder search engine. And let's say, for example, without knowing anything, you just want yoga class. And it literally will aggregate everything around us, and it will show you all the fitness activities and services that exist around our location in several categories. At the moment, we do live streaming and indoor and outdoor, but we want the rest of 12 channels to exist on FitFinder. So Pete, when he's traveling to Austin from 5 to 7 p.m., he's going to be available. He wants an activity that is outdoor in a meetup session-like, and he have a budget from $11 to $20. He will immediately find it on FitFinder in less than five seconds. um, You mentioned before... Hotels.com, you mentioned Expedia, you mentioned Kayak, I did, you mentioned Open Table. Is there a partnership with those types of companies where it's like, I, I, I use Hotels.com, that's the only thing I'll book on because I get my 11th night free, right? So, because that's my loyalty. Yeah. I usually, it's like, it's not breaking news, but this might be interesting to some people. Maybe you over there. You over there. Maybe interesting to you or not. I book a hotel as close as I can get to a soul cycle. Like, it's actually part of my decision-making process. Or it's another type of studio that I want to go to, right? So I could potentially go to Fit. I could go to Hotels.com and it could say, like, FitFinder has got these these studios in within a five-minute walk. I mean, like, to me... That kind of gets you embedded into my decision-making process, which makes it super valuable to someone like me, because I want to. I don't like the anxiety. I get anxiety about a lot of shit. I get anxiety that like I'm not gonna get to this place in time. I can't check in early. I don't have my my soul cycle, my cycling shoes. But I know like between this time, I need to get a workout in because exactly. I know I'm gonna feel better, and, and it's important to me. Yeah. So how do you kind of envision? you being able to kind of like, a lot of people are going to get back on the road, right? They're going to be on the road again for two weeks a month. Like if you want to actually build a business, you're not yeah. going to do it through Zoom. Yeah. So how do you envision FitFinder kind of becoming somehow like my go-to, whether the it's go-to, Airbnb, yeah. whether it's, and that's channel partnerships potentially that might save you millions of dollars of like consumer brand, you know, building. Absolutely. Um so during our pilot phase... I feel like we're just doing a whiteboard right now and just people having to be I'm, listening. I'm loving it. <laughs> this is uh, practically the best brainstorming session I've yeah, ever had. Yeah, it's a good one. Might as well just uh, <laughs> tape them all and see what happens. The beautiful thing is um, during our pilot phase, um, uh, 
not going to mention how uh, how I did not sleep for almost three months manually aggregating everything in Austin. So you uh, got to do. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that we were after a specific population, but what we found out that was travelers and new movers to cities. Right. They freaking loved the app. In 75 days, we wanted uh, 300 users over the spam of six months. That's what we wanted. But in 75 days, we had 3,500 downloads and five stars on Google app and and, and so I'm not, uh, I'm not surprised by that. Nor nor am I um, nor am I um, concerned that there's like a category and there's a niche and there's a type of clientele yeah. that I don't want to do, like, just like your point is, I don't want to land somewhere and go on open and have to like manually create my own open table. Yeah. Right. I don't exactly. want to go on Yelp. Fucking ask me to log in all the time. I thought I was logged into that damn thing already. I'm sick of that yep. Yelp thing. I hear you. If anybody on here is from Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Anyway. Second thing is my point is that I want someone to find, I want someone to do the work for me and show me where I should stay. And that's the average consumer. Right, so like how can you simplify it to the point where, give me a hotel and show me what's, what's within a three block, five minute walk of that. Yeah. Now show me the calendar and I'll book right there. Exactly. Now you're gonna get a lot more than hotels. We were thinking about one point having like a halo rating for a hotel. And part of that would be like fitness, access to fitness, how many bicycles you have, you know, do you have like an infrared sauna? Do you have a salt room? Anyway. Yeah. Fire away. So, Let's so, talk about you, bro. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, we have uh, not been talking about me at all. Uh, but yeah, so this is this is what we view. Uh, there are three parts of the population that are in massive need for a platform like this: new to fitness, new to town, and travelers. I don't know if you know this. Uh, there's 45 million individual changes location or their their residency. Uh, around the nation every single year. 45 million? 45 million. So it's 15% of the population so moves. So we're talking about I'm a about massive right. amount of people that are moving to a new location, a new apartment or a new house, and they want to find their community fast. And they don't want to sign up a membership for ClassPass or MindBody or whatever it is. They just want a platform that tells them, here is a community workout that is free absolutely for you that matches your personal preferences. I don't want anything from you. Get out and enjoy and get healthier. Yeah. So, and that's what View Fit Finder to be at the end of this uh, journey. And um, we are possibly going to engage in conversations with Google to do exactly like what. Um, they are doing with kayak and travel, um, travelocity like or travel. Embedded in the yeah, search. so they feed data from our uh, API, possibly. Yeah. So um, we will kind of go toward that route um, for further exposure. So you were a personal trainer before. I was starting yeah, this up. Uh, YMCA, CYQ, uh, yeah. level two. So you um, you'd work for an hour and you get paid for an hour, right? Yeah. That's great. Uh, I'm going somewhere with this, by yeah. the way. No, I, I, I. Okay. So now you're going into this, this entrepreneurial venture. Yeah. Um, there is no hourly compensation. There's not necessarily a revenue model that you're putting in front of people as an obstacle to say like, hey, you got to pay me a hundred bucks a month to show up on FitFinder. So you're basically creating a business and saying that down the road, I know that Google is worth something because they're a search engine. 
I know that kayak is worth something. I know hotels.com is worth something. And you know what? I'm not gonna establish my business, my revenue model yet. How does that, how do you handle How do you manage through that? I, I was an entrepreneur for three and a half years. I didn't take a salary. And I was like, kind of freaked out at one point, you know, and go highs and lows. But how do you think about that if you're talking to the rest of the entrepreneurs out here saying like, if you got an idea, go for it, like trust your gut that it's going to evolve into something. So you can answer that however you'd like. I don't know if anybody's heart is ready for this answer, really. Um, I came to the United States with $3,000 on my bank account and uh, um, I worked as a, a bouncer on uh, a nightclub because I, w I was way bigger than that. I was a proper rugby player. I slept in my car for several weeks when I went to uh, San Francisco. I slept in a car park next to Koopa Cafe, which I learned from the startup uh, world that they have, the investors like to meet their startups over there. So I used to go to Koopa Cafe, stand in the line, I didn't have so much money, so I would stand in the line acting like I'm ordering coffee and then by the time I'm at, at the register, I would say, oh, I'm just waiting for my friend. I will go back to the beginning of the line to chat with potential investors. Wow, that's, that, that's guerrilla marketing right there, bro. And then, I, lo I love these kind of stories because people need to think old school. Yeah. You know, like I used to yeah. tell people um, when I ran my software company, and I had like a new business opportunity and someone's like, uh, you know, I call them up, they'd say, hey, hey next time you're in uh, Denver, you know, swing by. I'm like, by the way, I'm gonna be in Denver next Thursday. Yeah. I don't know, I don't yeah. I, I have any plans to be in Denver next Thursday, but now I'm fucking going to Denver, dude. Yeah. And so you kind of like parlay that very simple little white, you yeah. know, you know, not yeah, lie, but just like do. an incentive to be like, hey, this guy's willing to meet with me. He's willing to meet with me without conditions. I'm gonna make that happen right away. Yeah, I, I, I actually had, the, there's a place next to Cuba Cafe where they serve wine and, and, and uh, um, the wine the wine place or something like that. They call it uh, the, the, the second most famous place for investors to meet with startups. Yeah. And I used to order the cheese plate and just one glass of wine. And I would stay for like two and a half or three hours. And the guy knows that I'm startup. And he goes like, he comes like, did you talk to an investor yet? I'm like, dude, get away. And they, I created partner, like friendships out of that. But yeah, here's totally. the thing. It gets worse. I, I was in Palo Alto and there's a hookah lounge over there. The guy saw me coming to the hookah lounge all the time. So he asked me, what's the story? I told him what I'm building. He's like, I freaking love it. Listen. He's with Fit, Fit Finder? Yeah. 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 Keep so and? he gets his hand in his pocket. He comes out. He goes like, here's the keys to the hookah lounge. There is a basement. There is a couch. I don't want you to sleep in your car. Sleep on the couch is much better. Wow. That's and I awesome. slept over there for three and a half months. That's amazing, bro. So, I love these stories. So, People need to know what it takes. You know, they see like, oh, this company got... $20 million of VC money. Like, I don't really know what their business model is. I'm sure it's going to be a wipeout anyway, but they got the money and now they're going to piss it away. Yeah. Uh, and look, there's some companies that that have figured out a business model and, and deserved to get that round. Um, yes. But look, man, I, 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 I've, done, I've done everything that you're talking about doing uh, that, that, that's been done. I've slept in my car. I've slept in airports. I've put quarters together to buy somebody a drink. 
you know, I got at a an divorce. airport, dude. I got a divorce because I refused to get a job because I knew this is going to be the biggest thing ever. It's I literally damage, had my dude. ex saying, I cannot support a lazy immigrant. Uh-huh. Yeah. And well, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm building a billion-dollar company. Um, yeah. so which I, I believe so. On paper versus, you know, yeah, other people see things differently, you know. Yeah, but you got to be a little crazy to be an entrepreneur. Absolutely. So welcome to the crazy train. Absolutely. Welcome to the machine. Awesome. I, I, don't, I don't remember who, is the, who said that um, uh, savage entrepreneurs have an irrational capacity to shut down the fearful voices in their ears and in yeah. their minds. And honestly, that speaks to my mindset. You gotta, I mean, you gotta be a little bit crazy and you gotta always be optimistic and you gotta have a lot of hope and believe in yourself. You know, one of the things that I, I say to people is that, like, there is no business school class at Harvard Business School that says, when do I know when to shut something down? Absolutely. Not, you know, and, Absolutely. and like your company, I'm sure it's male and female, but it, let's just say hypothetically as, as a male, you're like tied to your job. More yeah. like, and, and your success is like a culmination of like who you are in a lot of cases. And that's not easy Could have not to kind of bifurcate that. yourself from, hey, are you, how are you doing? I used to not go to dinner sometimes because I don't fucking lie to people about like, hey man, how's your software company? It's crushing. I'm like, no, dude, it's not. Okay, it's not it's crushing. It's just taking it. time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I still get um, like my family, I don't know guys if you know anything about Arabic families or Middle Eastern families. Um, they either want you to be a doctor or engineer or whatever it is, like one of those jobs. And my dad is like, like, you're not going to make it. Stop. Go and open whatever it is. I'm like, dude, you just don't understand. So uh, as long as you do believe um, in, in everything that you're doing, and I, I'm not saying be crazy without, um, without having uh, uh, an understanding and metrics behind it, yeah. But um, as long as you have all this figured out yep. and you have tried the platform or the service or the product and you found a major success at a small level, continue without listening to any other voice. Yeah, so agreed. I'll just end it up. Well, listen, this. man, uh, great story. I'm glad we opened up to each other. Uh, Fit Finder, you're going to hear about it. You're going to see it. Let it help you solve your problems and frustrations. And uh, Ahmed is doing all the work on the back end to make that happen. So welcome Sorry. to Hayes Sector, brother. Good to Thank see you. you. Thank awesome. you so much.